distributed. Thank you for listening. At First Baptist Church of Leesburg, Florida. In the C building. In the C building, bottom floor. Behind an office. Behind an office. Behind the sanctuary. In a bunch of... Black panels. Black sound panels. Egg crates. Egg crates. Did you ever do the thing? They look hideous, but they sure do do their job. They sure do what? They sure do do their job. They do do their job. Stop it. (laughs) I will never not be funny. (laughs) If I make it, I'll be 75 years old laughing at that still when people do it. I thought we already discussed this. Like, No. You're never discussed it. Oh, okay. I what? thought you were going early. No, I, I, so, so I said, that's why I said, if I make it, if I make it, if you keep feeding me drumsticks. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. Yeah, they were buy one, get one free though, and they're delicious. From like three months ago. They are. That's how much self-control we have. Yeah. That it's that it's been three months and we still haven't eaten all of the drumsticks. It was a brand new box. It was a brand new Open, box. So. Yeah. Oh, this was the this was this the, the yeah. This was the go box. Yes. The get one box. That's it. Here's the get one. Nice. Uh, I'm a big Publix Bogo fan. You are. Don't you do Sunday checks? Sunday check. I check on Sunday. Right. What's going to be on specifically sale? though for ice cream? Ice cream. Oh yeah. And then on Mondays, yeah. I go over to Publix, either. Before I get home or after dinner, buy one and get a few and stock the freezer. Dude, which I just got a second refrigerator, bro. Did you really? I had to like put a full one, size one. Yeah, I had to put one in the garage. Does it have a freezer on the top? Is it split or is yeah. it just all fridge? It's a split. Oh, it's left and right. Yeah. Did you buy it used? Yeah, marketplace. Yeah. How so, much was it? Seventy-five bucks. Woo, woo. Yeah, big spender. It looks big hideous, spender. but it works. It's in the garage. It's though. in the garage. But that's how much food, like with. Seven people living in my house. Yeah, you know, and but one of them's a twenty-five-year-old. Yeah. you know, six foot five. Yeah, but he weighs like eighty-two pounds. That is also true. <laughs> He's a twig, but all his food and all his drinks and all his stuff. So like, I put all that out in the garage one. Oh, and so make the brother-in-law was, go to the garage. Absolutely. I was like, I want my fridge back. I can't. I couldn't even like work in the refrigerator to get stuff back. out. Yeah. So yep, I had to had to finally make that move. That's neat, man. Yeah, super. I mean, it's a great. We used, to have great a, opener. we used to have a freezer and a second fridge. See, we have a freezer and a second fridge. Actually, at one point, we had three fridges and a freezer. What? That feels like way too much. There's You had to have like a soda can in, in one, and then the other no, one probably filled. No, just full of, full of drumsticks. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kayla asked me. Yeah, I don't think we. I don't think. I think my timing's off. I think at one point we had that um, those things, but wasn't always in that combo. I think we had like a chest freezer, but then we sold that or gave it away. But then our in in and then and then we got a um, then our inside refrigerator went bad. The freezer quit working. Well, you gave me a refrigerator for my the rental that I was in. I did. That's the one you got before you. Yeah, before you moved. No, that one was fine actually. Why did I get a new fridge inside? I think it was because the uh, you're at a point in your life and you just the said, water you know thing, the ice maker wasn't working, and I was ticked. <laughs> so I'm just gonna buy a whole. So new I bought one. a new fridge. Hey, you're at a point in your life, man. Shut up. You just do what you want. Your mouth. Shut it. All right. Take hey, it. So, but shut it. We have we have a little five you know five cubic feet. Little deep freeze. Ooh, and then we yeah. got we added that refrigerator. So Kayla, of course, like wasted no time. I was like, hey, so when are we gonna get a half a cow? Ooh, I know, right? So I, I like, want a half a cow. Well, all right. Well, but it's almost cheaper. It's almost cheaper though. Sometimes just to buy the meat. Oh yeah. From um, the store. Yeah. But Where I think my neighbors. Apparently, my neighbors were talking about it, and so I get Kayla thinking about it. And yeah. So I mean, I've always wanted to. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Get a cow and. Slaughter it. Slaughter it. Cut it in half. Put it in your freezer. Just hooves it all. <laughs> hooves. 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 Hooves line is it? Anyway? Hoovesville. Anyway. <laughs> That'd be funny. All, That'd hey, be funny if all the people in Hoovesville, <laughs> they all have hooves. Hey, listen. I'll Can tell you right like now. like a tap dance number at the end of the movie? I love a good Fansville commercial. Those are funny. The, the, the best one so far... That they've done, and because I just related to it on an absolutely real level, mm-hmm. is like a bad play happened. And they're all sitting around the. And they give up. They give the whole up. They're like over. burning all their stuff, and, they, and the sheriff's like, "Hey, that was just the first play of the game and- of the whole season." 
I feel that. I feel that on a very real level. Serious talk. Serious talk now. You know what commercial hits me in the feels? What you got? The one where they developed that AT and T five G display for the helmets for yes. the for the deaf te- the team of, of deaf uh, players. Yeah, because like at the beginning, you know, he calls the play, the defense shifts, the coach is trying to communicate, but yeah. can't get him. Then he gets sacked. He's like, "It's not your fault." Like he sign languages, "It's not your fault." Yeah. I'm like, "Ha ha!" And then they like develop this whole like heads up display where like he can see like they can make a play call change from mm-hmm. the sideline. He could see it. They all could see it. Yeah. So like everyone, on you know the- what Jim Harbaugh would be doing? He'd be on his phone like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I hacked into their AT&T 5G Wi-Fi. That took us all of about three minutes to get into the Michigan yeah. uh, stealing signs probe that's going on right now. Have you seen the pictures of the dude just on the sidelines? On the sidelines. other teams' games? How did he get on the sideline? He just, he got in there, man. He just wore the shirts and looks the part. That's Probably insane. carried a ladder. You know, if you carry ladder places, people let you in because they think you're going to work I've, on something. I've seen that before. Have you seen those clips? I've seen that before. That's funny. So, apparently, apparently, Michigan rebuttals it, right? Yeah. And they said that Ohio State and Rutgers <laughs> stole their signs against each other and sent them to each other. So, when Rutgers played Michigan, they stole the signs and sent it to Ohio State. And when Ohio State played Michigan, they sent it back to Rutgers. Yeah. And they were still so it's not that this. I mean, no, nah, they did, but you don't get you don't get this level of scrutiny. Oh no, no, like, Michigan went above and beyond. Yeah, well, I mean, thirty thirty different games. They and, went above I mean, and beyond. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Harbaugh's gone. Oh yeah, he's going to go take. An, he's going to take an NFL job. Doesn't matter. Um, no, he probably. I bet. <clears> I bet an NFL team won't touch him now. Maybe I don't know. I mean, Bill Belichick still has his job. True. Four different occasions. True. That's true. So yeah. You pay, the, you, you, pay the, you pay the fine and you keep winning ball games. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just sadly. It's the way I live my life. <laughs> That's right. Pay the fine, keep winning games. But, I mean, it's going to happen, right? Like, you're, you've are you got a coach on your sideline that's watching the opposing sideline okay. to see what the play's coming okay. in. But mid-game, though. But mid-game. During the game, that so, happens, yes. Sign, of course. Ste- sign stealing happens. Right. Michigan absolutely went. See, at that point, though, I don't think it's sign stealing. I think it's sign deciphering. Recognition. I think it's sign deciphering, yeah. sign recognition. I think when you when you go like, to the opponent, go to the opponent's team, up. you 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 get on their sideline, or you like you video yeah. opposing multiple opposing games from the game, yeah. and then you go back and you match it all up. Somebody like did that in the Washington Commanders game a few weeks ago. It was on Monday Night Football, and I was watching it. And there's legitimately you can see the offensive coordinator, and there's somebody behind him with a Washington Commanders logo on the phone case. Yes, and he's just like this, and he's you can tell you know he's taking pictures of that play sheet in that yeah. in his hands. I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's happening right there on national television. Yeah. yeah. You see those? Uh, there was a clip. It was really funny about where, how like the NFL plants people with advertising in the crowd. Yeah, that lady, that lady, the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. She just has like a shirt on that's like you know, I love football. Yeah, and then the hat is like Pepsi. You know, or it's just uh, something. it was just listen, uh, uh, Roger Goodell. If uh, you're listening and you would like to send me to sit on the front row or in the end zone of any NFL game at any time, you yeah. feel free. I will wear whatever it is that you want me to wear, yeah. aside from it being anything that's uh, anti-God, you know? Right. But if I need to wear a Pepsi hat and, uh, you know, a Buffalo yeah. Bills shirt, yeah. and I get to sit in the end zone, yeah. count me in. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. I'm just saying. No. I would do it. I'm sure Roger Goodell's listening. Absolutely. This will get to his desk. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, Jim Harbaugh is going to the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it right now. Goodell, if it happens, hit me up. Going to the Raiders. Worst thing they did? Sign Jimmy Garoppolo. And part ways with Derek Carr. Yeah. Derek Carr's fine. He's fine. They should have kept him. Yeah. He's not, been, he's not been great. But he's, he's not been fine. great. He's not been great, but he was a more, more of a... Like franchise quarterback. Well, you brought in Devontae Adams because of their college career together. Talk about it. And then you trade the guy away after one season of them playing together. Derek Christian? Supposedly. Oh, really? I mean, they all say they're Christians. No, no, no. Like, he has, like, 
like I've read like things he's written, like testimony articles that he's like personally written. That's great. It's not just like I threw the ball well, and I just want to thank, thank God. God. It's him that gave. I'm gonna give him all the God, glory. God gave me these biceps. That frustrates. Don't want to thank God for my triceps I and my cannot. biceps. Cannot. When you know this guy just dropped the f bomb. Yeah. On the sideline, and he's mic'd up. But uh, then the first thing he says when he gets to the camera at the post game after winning the you know is yeah yeah I want to get thank God for all the talent he gave me for him gets all the glory. I'm like, bro, bro, tarnishing the name, really? Yeah, it's because he said the F word. Well, I mean, dang, Sean. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you just alienated half our listeners. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> that was good. That Thank was you. good. That was pretty funny. But that's pretty funny. Lately, like I've been Sean saying, Watson saying he's a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> so. Jeez. Speaking of segues, we can edit that part out. Nah, <laughs> nah. People, will, people will listen to it and then they'll rewind it and they'll listen again. Hey, I mean, we didn't do one last week, so they gotta. Do you ever remember the Conan O'Brien show? But back when he was like on like NBC, like he was oh like yeah the Late Show or the yeah. like it was after the Late Late Show with yeah Conan it was O'Brien. after Jay Leno. Mm-hmm. Jay Leno. Jay Leno was funny. Yeah, I wish I could do his voice, but I can't. He has a very unique voice. It's kind of high pitched, you know. When he was on, when he was on Last Man Standing with Tim Allen, yeah, they were who together. Yeah, that would make sense. Those two yeah. seem like they'd it be really, funny. It was really funny. Sorry, continue. Didn't Jay Leno get hurt in some kind of really bad chemical spill or something? I don't know. I think he did working on one of his cars. Like within the last couple of years, like he got burnt, like some serious mm. burn from some chemical. Yeah, that he was doing. You know. I don't know. Which that was part that was part like his role in Last Man Standing. Was a car was he car mechanic. Like car guy? Yeah. yeah. So anyways, so Conan O'Brien had this thing, like and he would when he wanted to go from one segment to the other, he had this guy that he that called Segway Sam. And he was just like he was like laying on a couch, like in a bathrobe or whatever, and then they would just walk him across on a wagon. They would just pull it straight across and just call him Segway Sam. So instead of finding like a smooth segue from one segment to the other, they would just have this guy. He's like, it's Segway Sam. I don't remember what he would say or anything, but he would just, and then they would start the next segment. And it was hey. always really funny to me. Made me laugh. Go big or go home. And one time I laughed. One of the times I laughed uncontrollably was back when uh, Lance Armstrong was winning um, all the um, Tour de France. And, uh, Cheater. Yeah, right? He's doping. I bet you all those dudes were doping, though. But I think he – I listened to a thing on it, and he, he got way in. He was, like – he was deep into the dope. Yeah. He was deep into the bike dope. <sighs> Poor Lance. God rest his soul. Anyways. No, he's not dead. He's not dead. I'm no, like, I'm just saying. It. I'm just saying, though. Uh, you know, may God rest I mean, his it. career is, but – He's making a comeback. Okay. Yeah. Is he doing bicycle he's races the at tour, the village? He's or on something? the tour day, tour day, West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hit all the roundabouts in the villages in under 20 minutes. Here comes Lance Armstrong down Morse Boulevard. He's in the inside lane. Literally, no one else is in this race. <laughs> Don't worry, Lance. Don't dope. You were the fastest. You were the fastest. You did it. Um, Congratulations. So they had like Jay, uh, David Letterman's like, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our special guest. Lance Armstrong, like the band starts playing, and this guy comes down like riding on a ten speed, like in bike in like bike bike clothes with the helmet, like the whole get up, and he's he's got away, he's got away two hundred and seventy pounds, he's like <laughs> got a gut, and he just he just rides the bike down the side of the audience, up the ramp, across the stage, and then out the other side. And David Letterman, like the band's like, and like he finished. David Letterman's like, man, I, I'm not, I'm not sure, but I don't think that was Lance Armstrong. Because <laughs> the, the crowd was freaking out. Like, oh, yeah. They're like, oh my gosh, it's Lance Armstrong. And it was like, this is what huge. happens when he wasn't doping. <laughs> it's like pre-dope Lance. Yeah. Bon Bon Armstrong. Yeah, my dad, my dad used to watch the Letterman re- religiously. Yeah. Every night, Letterman was on. We watched it because all we had was CBS. It was the first we were first Back married. Back in my day. First, yeah, we had to get up there and use the hand knob to turn it. 
had to use the second one to dial in the signal picture <laughs> coming from the outer space satellites. Had to smack the top of the TV. Honey, put some tinfoil on the rabbit ears. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Anyways, so choir. We'll talk about that because. Oh, look, it's Segway Sam. Yeah. Well, I've tried to Segway even with Segway Sam and it didn't work. <laughs> Somehow we ended up on Lance Armstrong. Oh, the life of being it, the two of us. Working with me. Conversation. This is what you deal with all day. Um, Choir. No, I know. I know. My neck hurts. Oh. I'm just trying to work it out, you know? Just trying to. There it is. Doesn't hurt no more. But anyways, did you ever see that video? Never mind. Never mind. Oh, no. Never mind. Never mind. Don't worry about it. <laughs> My neck don't hurt no more. <laughs> so, I've received, like, multiple, like, comments lately about why people enjoy the choir so much. And it hasn't necessarily just been um, the musical expertise I bring to the table. <laughs> Which you do. I'm teasing. Why we laugh. I'm teasing. I'm being sarcastic. It's not. Anyways, that was. Which no. we do. No, okay. Oh, gosh. We laugh. Thank you. You're kind. So. Yeah. But you but, do. But it's. You know what? Everybody's telling me it's the connection, the connections that they make and the engagement they have with other people. Yeah. In choir. And I think it is quite unique. I do believe that it is a very unique connection and engagement than just being in a small group with somebody, just being in a Bible study with somebody or classroom with somebody. I think there is something very unique about a a good choir and experience uh, that is bonding. I think it's like multiple reasons. One, I do think music, just generally, music overarching, not even just Christian music, but music has a, a giant unifying effect Mm -hmm. here's how i know it watch any soccer game Mm -hmm. and listen to you know four thousand people sing the chant of whatever their team is right yeah you know watch um this is this is one of my pet peeves uh but watch the olympic here i'll explain what my pet peeve is but it's not right off the bat watch the olympics and see any almost any other country when they're gathered together and their and their national anthem is played, watch them all singing that together with like such gusto, which annoys me that we don't we don't do that anymore. Like I, you know, you and I were at Mission Barbecue yesterday. We were both kind of we were both singing the national anthem because we got there right at noon mm-hmm. or two days ago. We got there right at noon, but yet that was yesterday, wasn't it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was. What's today? Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, so, so we're singing it. You know, we 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 didn't go as loud though because it's like a smaller. <laughs> we were singing the harmony parts. Smaller room. We were singing harmony parts because, like, <laughs> for me to sing it in the key they were in, I would have really had you to. Like, really I had to put some air. <laughs> I would have had to put some air in it. But like, we don't in America. Sadly, you know, you don't see people sing the national anthem with the gusto that other like smaller countries sing with, which I think. You know, I'm like, oh, that makes me sad. I wish we did. Feel like we should. You know. Do you know what Jamaica's national anthem sounds like? Wait, wait. Uh, one for the money, <laughs> two for the show. Wait, what is that from the bobsled movie? Dog got cool, it. Cool Runnings. I know. I was trying to think of their their chant before yeah. they pushed the slide down. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, what's their national anthem? I don't know. I was just asking because all I could think about for a moment was Cool Runnings. Oh, so yeah. you were thinking about Cool Runnings? I was. It was. I usually. It's usually I, like, I wonder what Jamaica's. It's usually like like South America teams or whatever you know, and it's like you know it'll be like you know Bolivia or whatever, and they're like they're playing the Bolivian national anthem, and they're all just like just singing with everything they've got, just getting after it. But Jamaica land we love. 1962. Nice. You know what I always find to be funny is how we trolled um, the uh, the British by taking God Save the Queen or God Save the King and, like, just taking that tune. 
and rewriting it to My Country Tis of Thee. Was that a Jamaican? Bro. Yeah, national anthem. Wow. Yaman. There's another verse. That's cool. I just learned something new today. That that's really pretty. It is really nice. Sorry. Those wonderful words. Yeah, lyric the lyrics are actually yeah, <laughs> really powerful. strong. It's like very moving, actually. But it's like uh it's a unifying effect. I think music generally has a unifying effect. Oh yeah. And I think something too, then the second thing is is like you know, like learning it together and learning your part in the music and like, you know, carrying, carrying your weight in it and in that group setting, um, goes a long way. And then the fact that you get to perform it together. So then you have a responsibility together with it. Like you do something with the songs, you know, like a Bible study, you like sit there, somebody teaches and that's great. We grow together. You can learn. You know, but you could generally just kind of like you have no real uh, engagement, I guess, with that person sitting next to you, mm-hmm. unless it's like really intentional. And but you don't have any ownership. <coughs> you don't have any ownership in the final product, right? Of a connect group versus yeah. being, you know, the final product. But in a choir, in a choir, yeah. You you know, Sunday's coming or this special event's coming, and we're going to sing this together, and mm-hmm. you've got like a responsibility in that. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. I think that's a unifying thing. And then those friendships then just kind of blossom because you're, you kind of see each, you know, you're going to see each other multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. You're going to see each other Wednesday nights. You're going to see each other, you know, Sunday mornings. You're going to see, you know, Tuesday whenever rehearsals are and Sunday mornings, special events. And when you get to do that, then, um, you have something to look forward to and you build, you build relationships with people. And then you just, I don't know. And then just that consistency that you have together. And then, especially when it's obviously choir in a church setting, you have that common cause, that common theme, that common focus. That is a very unifying thing that we're behind, because we're we're believers, and so we're in unity in mm-hmm. our beliefs. Yeah. So now we're coming together to sing about that. We're coming together to rehearse that. We're coming together to fellowship over that. We're coming together to present that to a different group of people. Um, and I've just heard multiple people just like, "Hey, I've really found such an amazing connection in group and choir." Hey, I went through this and it was really nice to have, you know, these fellow choir members that I was able to text with and talk with and, you know, mm-hmm. engage with it just goes a long way. Such a powerful ministry. doesn't mean there's not other ministries that can do that, but I think there is a unique, unique feel yeah. for choir, which, you know, is good, you know, because we've had, we had, you know, people. One thing that was really sweet, one of our ladies had a surgery, and she uh, texted. She said, you know, I woke up from the surgery, coming out of anesthesia, and running in my mind was the goodness of Jesus. Mm. And the song was just playing in her mind. Yeah. I was like, man, that is, that's awesome. You know? And uh, that's where we learned it. You know, we learned it in choir. We learned it in that, you know, in that time together. That's where she learned that song, and, and, um, and we sang it together. Uh, another guy just saying, you know, he's been in groups and settings where people just gave him a hard time and, uh, he struggled, but like he was accepted and allowed to come into choir and be a part of it and just found such value and such, find such value, such worth, such enjoyment in being a part of it. It's a big deal. That's why everybody should join choir. Should join. Or orchestra. Yep. Or orchestra, man! Our orchestra is so good. So good. I was I was had the privilege of leading nine forty five here this past Sunday uh, with you being at VP for the first two, and so got to got to work with the orchestra, which is just always it's always a blast. Um, so we were you know rehearsing in the choir room beforehand and just working through some of the songs, and man, they're just it was crisp, it was clear, it was I mean 
the, the crescendos, day crescendos, the sweat. I mean, just everything, even in a rehearsal setting, was just so, so good. And then we went out and we did, you know, uh, tribute to the armed forces as we celebrated Veterans Day, which is a very, I mean, the orchestration on that is. That's a good orchestration. It, yeah, it's, it's really, I mean, that's tailor-made. Yeah. For folks that just just want to just wail on it and yeah. play, you get to get after it. Yeah, and man, they they did they did such a good job um, with that one. But I'm I'm excited for Christmas with them as well. You know, uh, I know Josh had said they practiced Saturday really for the first time in terms of all together. Yeah, he's like, I think we got one or two things we got to work on, but pretty much generally ten songs. Like, <coughs> bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, they're excellent. They're excellent musicians, just generally. Yeah, they're just like they're super talented. But it's not just talent. I mean, they, this is years of playing mm-hmm. music. Yeah, actually, majority, except for maybe one or two, the majority of people in the orchestra have been with me here at the church almost the entire time Whew. that I've been here, and a good chunk of the choirs. Well, not obviously not Village Park, but it, some people that are out there. But a good chunk of our choir, mm-hmm. I've sung with them for. You know, 15 coming up on 16 years. It's crazy. It's awesome, man. That's one nice thing about our church is, like, there's a lot of longevity here uh, with people. Um, I've enjoyed that. Like, I'm thankful to have that longevity as well um, because it's it's just nice. It's nice to to be here with people I know, people that have, in a lot of senses, like, uh, I've grown with, grown close to, They've watched my family grow. Mm-hmm. You know, they've seen the ministry grow. Um, and that's a good thing. It was interesting. I was reading, um, I was reading and I was going through um, John Maxwell's book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership yep. or whatever. That's a good read. And so, like, I was just kind of, like, zipping through it. You know, I wasn't, like, digging into every word, you know, really deep. But I was just going through it and just hitting the highlights and, like, okay, here's this thing, here's this thing. And and, uh, and I'm not, you know, just for – not that I necessarily need to say it. Um, um, I'm not, like, one of those guys that um, – Gets all into those leadership books. Sorry, I got mm-hmm. distracted there. You're fine. Gets all into those leadership books, you know, and like everything's leadership, leadership, this, leadership, that. But he did say something that was very interesting, and one of the things was um, was talking about trust, you know, and then as a leader, you got to build, you know, trust in people. Yeah. And the more trust you build, um, the more trust you build, then the more you can actually lead. Because mm-hmm. people will struggle to follow you yep. if they don't feel like they can trust you. And sometimes that's just a feeling, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that they can't. Like, they actually may be able to trust you yeah. wholeheartedly. But if they don't know that they can or they don't believe for whatever reason. Yeah. And sure, sometimes that's just on that other person. Somebody just may have overarching trauma and trust issues. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. But generally, you know, as a leader, you got to establish, you know, levels of trust. And I do think that that's... That's one thing that longevity does. Like the longer you stay somewhere, the more you're there, you know, the more people trust you. Mm -hmm. And the more you're real with people, the more you connect with people, the more you engage with people, the more they trust you. And the more they trust you, then the more you could do. And the truth is sometimes you won't even feel like you're leading, but you're just kind of moving the ministry in a direction and people will go with you. Yeah. You know, you you know what I mean? You may not have a 20 year plan and you may not have set all these bitch marks on how you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. You might have the benchmark here and a benchmark there and you move towards it. But generally people like, if they trust you and they're like, yeah, like I'm bought into this, like, this is cool. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I could trust that, you know, where we go is going to be good. It's going to be acceptable. It's going to be safe. It's going to be beneficial. They'll go with you. I also think, I also think your family has a big part to play in it. Uh, like particularly like again for you more so than me. I mean, you've been here 15 years and you said it just a few minutes ago, you know, like they've watched you raise your kids. They've been a part of helping raise your kids, but now your kids are playing drums and they're singing and running tech. And so you're not just this one person that's here. And then another person at home, like your, your kids have bought in to what music means and what music means here. 
And that speaks volumes as well, whether, yeah. whether you're intending it to. You're not intentionally putting any pressure on your children. You know, like, if you don't do this, people aren't going to, you know, aren't going to trust that I'm, you know, who I am. I'm not saying that at all. But Ooh, I think no. it I think it adds value when your church members, who yeah. you've been leading for 15 years, see even his kids want to be a part yeah. of I, what's happening up there. And so, like, we need to just... You know, let, let's just jump in. I think that's where we're at as a season, as a music yeah. ministry. Is I think people just see it and go, "Man, I just want to be a part of it." Yeah, like we experienced that last night at Village Park. Yeah. you know, just having so many people come back, people join. Yeah, you know, we had to bring out ten, fifteen extra chairs. We're full. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's exciting to see that growth. It's a fun experience. And and the kids and the kids participate. It's a good point, and I, I do think that helps. You know, from an optic standpoint. Um, but you know, my kids. And you mentioned this, but like I've never said, yeah, you have to participate. That you have to do this. You have to do that. You know, I grew up in you know kind of a ministry home, and my parents were pretty good about that too. But it was a tougher experience. It was a tougher environment, mm-hmm. you know, for them, and then of course for your family. Yeah, when that's the case, and that was one of my things. If I ever went to ministry, I was like, man, I'm I'm going to really try hard not to put my family through mm-hmm. stuff. But the nice thing is that our church is, um, it, is that. Uh, our church doesn't seem to like force that. Yeah. You know, doesn't seem to make that like a thing where they're, they're just like, you know, maybe they are, maybe some people are, but it's never been a thing where they were just pushing on your family, pushing on your family, pushing on your family Mm -hmm. and disappointed when this person didn't show up to that or that person. It's just really not that environment here. This is the first, this is the first interview that I wasn't asked if my wife sings alongside of me. Yeah. Right. Well, how does how does she support your ministry? Does she sing with you? Does she go to choir? Does she play an instrument? I wasn't asked that here. I was I was asked how I I would serve the church. Right. Right? And I think there is a yeah. There is a a faction that believe that our family have to be not has not to add to, value, has not to particularly add. here, but in church <laughs> in church life and in ministry, oh, yeah, there's a faction sure. of believers who think that, well, you're you're a music guy, so your entire family should be music. You should, should have be your own participating band. in some way. Yeah, and, you know, your wife should be playing the piano, and your kids yeah. should be singing on your parade. You know, that, that, and, those um, days those days are over. Yeah, I mean, our church definitely asks questions about your family, wants to know about your spouse and your relationship with your spouse. But you know, it wasn't how's my not, how's my spouse not, going to serve not, the how's church? Your spouse gonna how's your spouse gonna uh, earn part of your paycheck? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And I think that's a that's a really cool thing that that our church you know affords us the opportunity to to do is just that kindness and graciousness with our family encouragement with family the ability to uh, take family time the understanding when you need you know like tonight mm-hmm. you're covering for me so I can go to uh, to a uh, cadence for soccer game, yeah absolutely you know yep. and I remember people in the past you know in the choirs but it was villages uh, village park you know was uh, we had choir on Tuesday nights and. Caden would have soccer game on Tuesday nights and it was just me. And so I would, you know, I would miss, I was missing all these soccer games mm-hmm. and it was killing me. So they started to find out, you know, that I was missing it and they were just getting on my case. You know, you got to fix this. Like you can't, you know, mm-hmm. they helped me come up, you know, come up with a solution and were okay with coming up with a solution with me to change schedules and times. So that way I could be there yeah, to be and participate in these events. And I think that's just a healthy a healthy and uh, good atmosphere that our church really does bring to the table, you know, and uh, and it's nice because when you do, like we're you know kind of jumping back, when you do spend time with people, when you are consistent, when you do operate with, uh, you know, and lead people with kindness and integrity, you know, you'll find that trust, yeah, that people, you know, people will go with you, and uh, I think that's resonating. You were interesting because when you came in, you know, I feel like you. Uh, you fit in so well, so fast, um, just from the way you do things, the way you lead, the way you, you know, your work ethic, which is amazing. Um, your, your time management, detail management, and then you've natural talent, of course. Uh, and then just the way you fit in with our staff, with me, you know, being, you know, just us being able to like hit it off immediately on day to day, hanging out. I think it's gone a long way in that, you know, because you get up and you communicate with the different groups and you lead in a lot of those communications. People listen, people trust, people like get it, they go with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good thing. 
It's a good thing. Yeah, Junior over here is not doing too bad. Not doing too bad. <laughs> Junior's not doing such a bad job. Junior. Uh, Junior. That's what we're talking about, calling um, um Yeah, what's Riley's nickname? Lil Sean. <laughs> L-I-L Sean. Lil Sean. Lil Sean Wayne. Lil Sean Wayne. <laughs> he could have his own rap song. Uh, the Harding Clan. They love that. That's still one of their favorite podcasts that they've. The John the, Wayne? The Yeah. The, I wish it was John Wayne. The Sean, the Sean Wayne. They still call me that on Little Sunday Sean mornings. Wayne. Little Sean Wayne. Little What's Sean up? Wayne. I think Little Sean Wayne, though, is a pretty good name for him. Yeah. Little Sean Higgins. Little Sean Higgins. Little Sean Wayne Higgins. Riding I'm, pretty, on his I'm pretty sure. I think one of his nicknames is at his family is Little Higgins. Little Higgins? Because he's the smallest one. He's is the he? youngest one. Yeah. Little Higg. So. <laughs> That guy. That guy. Oh, boy. <coughs> man, I'm sorry I keep coughing, man. I got this I got this tickle. I got the drainage, the old November drainage. I don't know if that's a thing, actually, but it is November, and I have tonus drainage. You get your flu shot yet? No. You get your, and so then, then you got the flu. I don't have the flu. Oh, so it's COVID. I don't have the COVID. I mean, if you watch the CVS commercials with Travis Kelsey. You can get two for one. Hey, did you know that he's dating uh, Taylor Swift? Who's that? Travis Kelsey's a tight end for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, he's a football player? Yeah, he's a football player. Well, who's she? Oh, yeah. She's a girl who dates football players. Really? She's probably, gonna, she's probably already written up the break, written the breakup song. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I remember all the uh, the ex-boyfriends because I've heard about them all through her songs, but I don't, I don't really know much about him. Yeah. I didn't know they were dating. Yep. That's cool. She's at every game. I don't know if you've seen it. Really? Yeah, Did she go to the, Germany with him? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's commitment. Yeah, das ist gut. I don't know if there's a breakup song coming, bro. I don't know. Yeah. She probably already has. It's probably like how he, you know, he dropped the pass and missed his block. <laughs> <laughs> oh, know, gosh. Didn't run the right oh, route. Oh, yeah, man. I'm so sick and tired of listening to that junk. I'm so sick and tired it's really of seeing annoying, it. It's really man. It's I'm like, trying to watch a football game on Monday Night Football, and, and instead we're looking at the press box about Taylor Swift jumping up and down because he scored a touchdown. Yeah, it's like the pass is up care. in the air. Mahomes throws it. It's a 70-yard pass. Yeah. It's caught. And, and, and he's about to be. And then it's like Taylor Swift in the box yeah, jumping around. Yeah, it's see him score like, touchdowns. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Jason Kelsey, his brother, they were talking on their podcast. Uh, I don't recommend it, but it is funny. Um, but uh, he basically said he's sick and tired of it. That's funny. He did. He's you know, and he, apparently they have a good relationship. Sure. But Jason is just like, yeah, he's just like, all right, they're here to watch football. Yeah. Like Swifty. Yeah. Not. I understand what Goodell's doing and all the money that's pouring in because Swifties are coming to games. Did you go and watch the movie games. in the theaters? No, I didn't watch the movie. In the yeah, you did. You know you did. I did not. Because you know you got bad blood. <laughs> I I think I could name maybe two, maybe three of her songs to, Do total. Uh, yeah, shake it off. Uh, whatever the one you were just saying. Bad blood. You got a bad blood. Yeah, and then there was another one. Uh, uh. I don't know the name of it, but I know that melody yeah. line. Yeah, but I think that's about it. I don't really know anything Taylor Swift related, um, and I'm okay with it. I think my life's better for it. No offense to anybody else that's a Swifty out there, but I just uh, it's not for me. I'm, I'm, I'm blank good. space. Blank space. I've got a blank space, baby. And I'll write, write your name. name. Okay, yeah, all right, there's four. There's yeah, four. Check it off. You belong yeah. with me. Okay. You know that one, too. Yeah, I do know that one. Dang it, bro. You, you're destroying my point here. Yeah. I was trying to look cool in front of everybody that was listening, and now you made me just go, oh, he knows five songs. Because we are never, ever. Dad, come on. That's, that's back half a together. dozen. Now I'm in trouble. Stop it. <laughs> um. I knew you were trouble when you walked in. in. Yeah. See, that's the seven. Son of a gun. What are you doing? Stop. Look, put your look phone, what you made me do. Put your look phone what you down. made me do. Stop it. Look what, look what, look what, look what you made me do. I don't, I don't know that one. You don't know that one? I don't know that, that one. I don't. I don't know that one. Was it that I was not singing it well enough? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I don't think so. I went to a Zach Brown concert. Bro. It was so good. So I was actually going to use your Zach Brown concert as part of your when you were sharing about the how music brings everybody unified together, and I was going to be like, "Well, hey, didn't you go to the Zach Brown concert?" I so did. that's that's 
kind of really solidifies your point is you got thousands of people from all over. Man, there's probably thirty, forty thousand people there. Right. And like he starts uh he starts uh as she's walking away. Mm-hmm. Or like he did uh he did the knee deep in the water somewhere. <sighs> But now, you know, they all knee deep in the water oh, somewhere. Yeah. And, like, in the whole crowd, like, you can hear all these voices singing yeah. these songs together. And then, like, as she's walking, like, now, as she's walking away is my jam. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that song. It has, uh, has, um, Alan Jackson in it. Yep. You know, he does that one verse. Now, if Alan Jackson would have come out, I would have passed out at the concert. <laughs> I would have, I would have just been like, that Alan Jackson! That would be awesome. Don't you let regret take place. I said regret. Regret. Take place for the ones who got away. Son, I missed my chance. It's like. Yeah. Yeah, he's so good. Pure pure Alan Jackson. Dude, that sounded just like him. Yeah, that's great. People might be confused when they listen to the podcast. Like, how do they get Alan Jackson? We might get canceled because we just had Alan Jackson. Copyright infringement. Jeez. Copyright. Way to go, Steven. Golly. (laughs) We're singing Taylor Swift and Alan Jackson on the podcast. But there's some good, like, you know what I like about Zach Brown is the harmonies, dude. Yeah. They're just good. real musicians. It's yeah. not like a, they're not just playing like, actually, their music isn't super complicated when it comes to like courting and stuff, mm-hmm. but they do some good stuff with it. Yeah. Like they, they, inter, you know, they intertwine, you know, I don't like country music, but uh, I can't remember what the name of it. It's either, it's not the name anymore. The first one is Little Big Town. Yes. They have phenomenal harmonies. Yes. The other one was, and again, it's been canceled, uh, so they had to change their name, was Lady Annabellum. Oh, I know. But that group. <coughs> they were good. Oh, man. They are good. I mean, I mean not only like country there. music, but I could just Aren't listen just to the like harmonies. Lady, Lady A. A. Yeah. Yeah. It's dumb. Anyway, so. It's kind of like how the about, chicks when just, they're the chicks. They're just the chicks, yeah. Oh, geez. All right. So, but at the concert, there was a funny moment. Okay. With the opening band. Oh, yeah, that was funny. So they they were it was the end of a long tour and there was a band called um Kings Callaway, their country group. And uh they do a lot with like I think uh I think um Zach Brown actually produced their latest album and wrote us also wrote a song for them that they did and uh it's good. They were pretty good, pretty talented group, honestly. And, um, which I guess you would have to be if you're going to tour Zach Brown. Yeah. But anyways, um, you could tell though, it was the last night of the tour. So these are just a bunch of bands like goofing off. Mm-hmm. So they were being wild. And so, um, initially they came out and they changed the name on the big screen to cringe Callaway, which was funny. And then, um, everybody was booing like when they came out, you know, just like messing with them, throwing toilet paper at them. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But anyways, they get and their name was King Callaway, but whatever. But they get to the end, and um, Jack Brown's in the middle of his show. He's like, "Hey, you know, I want to bring this band back out. You saw them earlier. I wrote this song for him, and uh, it's on the latest album. I had the privilege of producing with him. So they come out, you know, and the band fires it up, and they're singing with Zach Brown's band, which golly, his band is just second to none. So they're singing with him or whatever, and um. They're just they're getting going, and uh, the guy gets ready to come in on the verse to sing the verse. The guy from Kings Calloway, and they took his microphone and they auto tuned him up like an uh, an octave, and he didn't know it was coming. So he starts singing, and he's singing. his voice is way up here. Like while he's singing it, it's like, so it's like Alvin and the Chipmunks, right? Yeah, yeah. And he he he's got his ears in and everything. And he can hear it. He doesn't know what to do. And he <laughs> he just keeps going. And they just kept, and like Zach Brown's just dying laughing. The band plays through and they, they get through the song and they're kind of getting to the end. And like there's this big kind of like, like fermata, like in a, like a break. It slows way down. There's a break and he's supposed to, the lead singer is supposed to finish the song out. And he doesn't know if they're going to pitch it up way <laughs> high or if it's just going to stay. And he waits and everybody, he, everybody's laughing. Like we're all laughing. Zach Brown's dying and he sings and they left it alone. And he just finished it out normally, but it was really <laughs> funny. It was a good show. Uh, that was a lot of fun, man. It was a good show. It was really enjoyable. It was an easy night. Whole family went. We just had a good time. Yeah. I got I got Ben Rector coming up. Yeah. Next Friday night. Going to see him down in Orlando. That's we, awesome. 
Kayla and another couple. So, It'll be the first concert I've been to in a long time. I, I really has been a while. That'll be good. It'll so, be a good show. Yeah, it'll be good. It you know he's he's a good musician, kind of different little. Yeah, quirky, you know, eclectic, and eclectic. quirky. Um, but I am I am excited to see him in concert. I like his music a lot. Yeah, Cody Fry, Corey Wong, those those type groups. Yeah, those are no, it's, uh, they're different. And you know, a church member came to me the other day, and he was like, "Yeah, we went to watch the show down in Tampa. It was a uh, saw Mercy Me and uh, Crowder together. Did this thing I can only imagine together." Oh, I don't know. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I could only imagine Crowder style. I can only imagine how he loves. But down, I can only imagine when I walk by your side. Anyways, but they were like they hadn't heard Crowder before. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, Crowder's great in concert, so good live, dude, man, so good live." So, ever tell you the story about the Sing Conference? David mm-hmm. Crowder showed up. And he was he was singing it uh, back when Rock the Universe was. Is it still a thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyways, Rock the Universe was happening, and so Crowder was in town. Tomlin was in town. All these guys, and most of them showed up for that late night like uh, sing thing. That they all just had guitars and pianos yeah. and just sang each other's songs. Number one funny thing about that, Chris Tomlin knows nobody else's music. He didn't know anybody. Oh else. gosh, he had no clue. That's awesome. What it like? They'd start singing and like he's just kind of like, just uh, playing his guitar, like, not singing at all, looking at everybody, smiling. <laughs> Anyways, so David Crowder shows up and he's got this guitar that's probably twenty twenty five years old, right? Right. And it is it is beat up. Yeah. So he grabs it. He's looking out. He's like, "Hey, I want to have a little fun today. Uh, full, you know, room full of uh." Uh, musicians here. Uh, like, I got any drummers in the house? And so this guy's like midway back. And it could be completely staged. I want to say that this could be completely staged. But it, was, it didn't feel that way. You yeah, know? it probably wasn't. But he said, all right, hey, hey, come on up here. So he's talking to me. He's like, hey, can you can you do this for me? You know, and so the guy goes to the drums and they get them all hooked up. And so he starts, he said, what about anybody play keys? And he looks all, he looks all around in the room. He calls another guy up. Says, hey, I want to I want to do in the key of A. And I want to do, you know, it's, it's just, I mean, he's just having this like, Open conversation on the stage in front of just setting it up, you know, yeah. thousand, you know, twelve hundred people at this conference, and then uh, he said, "All right, do I have a bass player? Anybody got? Do we have a bass backstage? Yep, yeah, hey, bring that out here. Bring that. Out. So guy comes out. All right, boys, uh, I'm gonna do it in the key A. We'll do a key change up to B flat. Uh, just, just follow me. And so he says, it's the I saw the light and I'll, into I'll fly away uh, thing that he does, which just what seemed to be a bunch of random guys." From the from the audience, it was cool, wasn't it? And it was awesome. I bet it was so good. So if they staged it, cool. But it just I feel like I feel like if you're in a big crowd like that, and somebody says, "Like, do you play this instrument?" Yeah. If you are actually gonna have guts enough to raise your hand, you're gonna be a good player. Yeah. Oh man. Or you're gonna the be drummer. Like, the drummer was like superb. Then this pianist, he's just a. Or you're gonna be one of those guys. You know, you got some of those guys. Yeah, I know. I know the kind of guys you're talking about. But yeah, so that was that was a really cool thing. But he just picked a couple guys up. Had his, I mean, he showed up with just his guitar. You know, another guy that only shows up with just his guitar and nothing else. Who that? Phil Wickham. That makes sense. He needs nothing else. Yeah, that makes sense. It's phenomenal. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. So I saw him one time at an event, and it was awesome. Yeah, he's good. He's got he's got powerhouse voice, man. Didn't he go on Voice West for like a year? I think so. That one time. Yeah, yeah. Before this latest album that just came out, um, where this is our God. Yeah, but long time ago though, like way, Maybe. like way back, like this had to be. He eight, took a year off, eight, nine, from, ten years ago. From uh, his name is Jesus. His name took a year off, and then came out with the the new album, but like didn't tour either. So, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, man. I mean, can he you did imagine arrest, though, something? Yeah, happened. can you imagine? He had to have surgery on it or whatever, and yeah. he wasn't. He was literally allowed to not vibrate it at all. Like, don't make it move at all. Right hand notes. Just yeah, just writing hand like notes by hand, hand them out. Jeez, just have to sit there. Do the worst. Not crazy. And we think getting sick on a random Sunday. It is the worst. It's worse than what Phil Wickham went through. <laughs> it's worse than that. He Hey-o! doesn't know. He doesn't know that pain. He has no idea. He doesn't know that pain. 
No idea. So I was listening to this theologian, N.T. Wright, and um, people may have different opinions about him, but I'm not talking about him in his entirety. But one of the things that I've really enjoyed about him lately is one of the things he says about us is that we're creatures that are made in the image of God. And God's given us a vocation on earth to reflect God to the earth and reflect the praises of the world back to God. And that's our job. Like we're a conduit in that way. And like, I love that imagery. Um, and then I, I love how to, you could take it and in one angle, apply it to how we use music, mm. how we can reflect God's beauty to the world through music. Yeah. And we can reflect the praises of the world back to God mm. through music. It's a pretty cool conduit yeah. experience idea concept as to who we are like through Christ. Cause we're made as image, yeah. which is really neat. And we would have to be the ones to do it, which is interesting, too, because it says, like, if they don't praise me, even the, the rocks will cry out, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, God's not interested in hearing a rock cry out. Yeah. He wants to hear the creation that's made in his image cry out. Mm-hmm. It's pretty neat. Yeah. It's pretty neat. I like it. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Take that, everybody. Just use that. You can use that all week long. Yeah. Just taught you something new. Just taught you something. That's what we do here at at, at WDs. Yeah, the dis- the distributedation <laughs> worship. Distributedation. <laughs> <laughs> worship worship distributed nation hey why do why do the why do all of the navy ships in finland have barcodes on them oh no so when they come back to port they can scandinavian <laughs> yes all right, folks, oh. well, this is a shorter one, but we want to thank you for listening to Worship Distributed. Go be a conduit of the glory of God to the earth and praise him as well in the same way because he deserves it. You're awesome. Um, and to our friend over there in Finland, you did it. You speak the language. Appreciate you guys. Have an awesome day. Oh.